Welcome to Season 3, Episode 4 of Under the Week. I'm Jasmine Arnell-Smith. And I'm Hannah King. Our episode today is brought to you by MSLS, College of Law and Allen and Overy. The College of Law offers the largest range of flexible, practical legal training programs in Western Australia, with online, part-time and full-time study options and more than 10 start dates, you can fit PLT around your schedule. Google the College of Law to learn more. At Allen and Overy, you will be part of a team which prides itself in working on top-tier Australian and international deals and cases. Their clerkship applications open on Monday, the 27th of June, and close on Sunday, the 31st of May. Their clerkships are a three-week program which are undertaken over the summer university break. Find out more at allenovery.com. Today's episode focuses on clerkships with law graduates Ben and Helena from Allen and Overy. They tell us all about the clerkship experience and give us tips on how to succeed in the application process. We hope you enjoy. Um, if you guys would just like to introduce yourselves for us, that would be fantastic. Um, yeah, so I'm Ben. Um, I started as a graduate uh, pretty much this time last year at the start of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, I did my first rotation in the litigation and sort of disputes team, okay. um, which is so the first six months, and then the second six months in the corporate measures and acquisitions team, um, and have recently in the last sort of month or so settled in that team. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and my name is Helena. I also started with Ben this time last year as a graduate. Yeah. I did my first six months in the banking team and then rotated through corporate M&A, and I've also since settled in corporate M&A. Right, cool. Cool. So what drew you to studying law in the first place? Um, I think for me, I've always just been like a social science-y person. So mm. all my high school subjects were like econs, history, politics and law, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I went through that process. Um, and then basically just got to uni and came to pick my major. So I decided to do the business law major at UWA with finance. Um, really liked the business law part of it because it was like problem solving and applying it to kind of like everyday situations, um, so then decided to pursue law after that. Cool. cool. I'm pretty similar answer, to be honest. Yeah, um, really enjoyed politics and law at high school, um, and then sort of didn't really know what I wanted to do, and so did a Bachelor of Laws and a Bachelor of Commerce at Notre Dame. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, sort of enjoyed that and progressed to, to being here. But yeah, there's no cool. sort of, yeah, no yeah. particular reason why <laughs> yeah. that, I, that really yeah, does no, yeah. absolutely. Would you say your Bachelor of Commerce has helped you in your practice of law? I think so a bit, yeah. Not, um, I wouldn't say it's like essential or that you mm-hmm. have to have one or it's like a, a massive leg up, but there's probably a bits here and there that it's been helpful. Um, yeah. Yeah, cool. And so what makes Allen and Overy then such a good place to work? What are the pros and if any cons? <laughs> <laughs> Only pros. Only pros. Only pros. Yeah. yeah, I think like the first thing is probably just the work that we do. So mm. because we are like such an international firm the majority of things we do are all involving international clients involving different jurisdictions um different offices as well and it's just very large scale transactions so there's always a lot of things going on um which makes it really interesting i think also because there's so much crossover between each office you get Mm, like a really wide variety of work so you're not always dealing with the same industry you get a lot of different industries a lot of different clients um 
And so out of curiosity, like how client facing is it at all for you guys? Do you interact with them? Obviously, you're dealing with large companies, not necessarily, you know, the individuals at all. But how is that sort of process? There's, uh, it's a good question. There's a surprising amount of interaction, right, I think, okay. because I think my perception going in was that, yeah, could sort of it was like, you know, the partner on our side and then the mm. top people on the client side who did mm. the interaction. Mm-hmm. But actually what you find is sort of even within these big companies, there are people lower down the pecking order, yeah. so to speak, yeah. that you sort of have that direct contact with. Yeah, um, right. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I've um, sort of regularly on calls with clients and those sort of things. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, cool. And is there anything that distinguishes Allen & Overy from other law firms, either in terms of what they practice or in terms of the environment or whatnot? I just think in terms of, like, the Perth market particularly, like, mm. we are probably the only law firm that is truly, like, internationally integrated. So, like, mm. a lot mm. of our work is actually not in Australia or there's one Australian counterparty, but there's a lot of international things to it. Right. So that's probably the main difference is just, like, how much international work that we really do do. Yeah. No. Yeah, and I think from that there's sort of, you know, international opportunities that come up for for staff members and obviously you know it's been a bit interrupted by COVID mm, the last yeah. few years yeah. Um, but yeah that's sort of a, a pretty related piece that if that's something that people are, are keen to do then mm. it's, it's certainly something that A&O can f- facilitate for them yeah, yeah so we just we've got one person that's on the common in London right. at the moment okay, and another cool. one in Singapore oh, as well, right. so they've cool. managed to, to escape WA. <laughs> <Yeah. together. laughs> they've got out just in time. Yeah, yeah no, um, cool. and we just recently had another associate that permanently relocated to London. Right, um, and wow. I facilitated that as well. Cool. Mm. cool. Yeah. So if that's something that people are people are interested in, yeah, obviously, I mean, it's been disrupted yeah. due to COVID, but it's already sort of starting to pick up again. Um, obviously, yeah. the, the rest yeah. of the world's a bit further ahead of WA and Australia in terms yeah. of all those things, but yeah. yeah. On that note of like COVID, in terms of working from home, mm. is your office something that is like flexible in terms of doing that or is it one that's still maintaining like that office environment or...? Um, very flexible, I think. I right. think we're, you know, professional services in general and probably um, law in particular, we're pretty, pretty fortunate in that like most of our job can be done pretty easily from mm, home. Yeah, um, yeah. And so obviously during the lockdown, over the last lockdowns, I should say, over the last few years, there's been some pretty big stints where people have been working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, it's been it's been really flexible. Like there's some people who have been coming into the office you know, most days, like myself, I, I, I prefer being in the office, but other, mm-hmm. other people yeah. and other teams that have been um, been working from home quite a lot. And yeah, yeah it's sort yeah. of just, it's team dependent, but overall um, pretty flexible. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah. So moving on to the um, clerkship application, at Allen and Overy, what is the application process for getting a clerkship? It's an online application, so it's CV, cover letter and academic transcript. Yeah. And then there's also like a situational judgment test, which is almost right. like a, it's like a what would you do in this situation? So it's okay. multiple choice, it's 30 minutes long and you oh. basically log in and they give you a bunch of scenarios and ask what would you do if this was your... Okay. If, oh, if you cool. came up with that. Yeah, so it's basically like kind of trying to introduce you to your day-to-day things you might run into okay. as a lawyer or a grad um, to see what yeah, you think is the best decision right. to make. Right. Is it kind yeah. of like problem-solving sort yeah. of questions in a way? Of yeah, like, and just trying to see like what your judgment would be in certain situations. Okay, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> right. It's slightly scary. You tell me there's a multiple choice test. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, no. I think, it's, I think it's meant to be a bit more of a sort of like practical, what would you do and getting a bit of an understanding of like as a graduate or a junior lawyer, mm. the, the issues, I guess, that you'd have to face rather than yeah. being more like it's not so much, I know, um, 
sometimes do the sort of personality based tests. Yeah. 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 So it's not yeah. it's not that sort of thing. It's okay. more of a sort of like what would you do in this situation? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so then following that, is there like an acceptance? Then what, do you get an email and say that you've been accepted? Is there then an interview that follows that? So. Yeah. So there'll be one round of interviews. Okay. Um, yeah. And we normally have like a cocktail night as well that you can come along to right. ask okay. any questions, meet the office. Okay. Um, which is normally run here. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, after that is kind of acceptances, which yeah. is on the same day as everyone else. Yes. And so with the interviews, is that usually who is it that's interviewing you? Is it the HR or his partners or it'll generally be one HR member mm-hmm. so that'll be yeah. either Sam um, or Shanae mm-hmm. um, and then there'll be one partner in there as well right yeah. Cool. yeah and so the cocktail night that's before acceptances are sent out so that's yeah so it's um not actually not sure if it's before or after interviews mm. but it's mm. always before the acceptance right are, yeah. okay yeah. yeah i think it's it's sort of meant as an opportunity just for for everyone to come in and sort of um get to know a bit more about the firm you know i think um usually will someone one of the partners will get up and do a bit of a spiel about okay. um, what ano is about what the different practice areas in perth all do yeah um just to i guess give people a bit more information you know you can obviously glean some things from the internet and from through the application process mm. but to give to mm. give people a bit more of an explanation of um, yeah. what it is we do and so they can appreciate that sort of going through the process yeah okay, cool and what sort of questions can you expect in the interview um normally it's one to test kind of your understanding of a and i so have you done your research do you know what we mm. do do you know what yeah. jurisdictions we kind of work in and like the industries we tend to work in mm. um and then normally just kind of your, like your behavioural type questions. So yes. you know, tell us the time you've worked in a team, tell us the time yeah, when yeah. you've overcome a challenge, yeah. um, those types of questions. And then just a general kind of get to know you. I think cool. like the partners are really just looking for people who are, you know, well-rounded, um, are personable. So. Yeah. 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 Yeah, okay, right. And so in terms of, I guess, the part there that I think maybe intimidates a lot of people is that your understanding of A&O and people mm-hmm. maybe how much do I need to know? Do I need to, yeah, know, like be able to repeat back what their recent transactions are <laughs> they yeah. back on, you know? Do I need to memorise the website? You know, what's yeah. sort of the level that people should expect in terms of that aspect of the interview? I think you just sort of want to demonstrate that you've sort of done some level of research and, you know, no one's expecting you to know every transaction someone's mm. worked on it. And, you know, you're, you're speaking <laughs> to people who, you're speaking, you'll be speaking to people who have worked on those transactions. So, you know, the, the, the level of information that you would be able to get um, mm. through sort of looking around publicly is probably not going to be very much compared to the person on the other side of the room. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you just want to sort of demonstrate that, you know, um, sorry, you didn't just send applications around to, to every everyone, single firm yeah. and you just sort of, you, you've actually sort of had a look, a bit of a look behind it and whether that's, um, you know, information that's available on our website, you know, if you look in, in the news for references to, to Alan Obrey's name and sort mm. of, the, you know, yeah. transactions that we have re- worked on recently. But, but there's definitely no need to... To know any detail about those transactions mm-hmm. it's more maybe you can you know ask a question of the partner um yeah. about that transaction you know it can be more sort of conversational sure. they can give yeah. you some information about it but yeah, yeah. i wouldn't, wouldn't feel the need to to go away and yeah. study yeah. anything no. in any great detail because yeah. um you know the, no, no one's really expecting that yeah yeah i think so, the main thing is just like yeah kind of like knowing what practice areas that we have so for yeah. example yeah. the perth office doesn't really do employment okay law, so mm-hmm. kind of like knowing that if you want to if you came in, you're like, you know, I really love yes. employment law, then that's not something we Maybe really not. do. <laughs> so, um, so, yes, like, yeah, have a look at the website and kind of see what like, yeah. we kind yeah. of focus on. Yeah. So do you know who will be interviewing you before you have the interview? 
I don't think so, no. I think in the past it's not. So it will be one of, um, well, I, I think it will be one of Sam or Sinead from the mm -hmm. HR side and then yeah. it'll be one of, so we've got six partners here in Perth, it'll be one of those. Um, the reason why I think we don't sort of tell people who they're going to be interviewing mm. with is because they, they often is last minute changes because you know, mm, things yeah. come up for people. Yeah. And mm. so it's not really not fair, I guess, if we tell someone it's going to be one partner and then they go away and do a bunch of research or, you know, whatever it is. Mm. And then like, and the last minute it has to be someone else. So yeah. I think we... Um, we don't say specifically who it is, but you can, you know, it'll be one of those six. Yeah. And so I guess in terms of the actual application process and for yourselves, what was it that maybe you think made you stand out and whether that meant getting through that first round of, you know, the actual paper applications or whether it was at the interview stage, what was it there that you felt maybe gave you that edge? <laughs> Um, I guess it's kind of hard to say, but it's probably, you know, making sure you're sort of kind of well-rounded and you emphasise things, you know, obviously your, your marks and those mm. sort of things are important, but also, you know, if there's stuff you've done outside of outside of uni or outside of work, if you've worked in a law firm or those sort of things, but if you've, you've got something else that you can sort mm. of make your, a bit of a differentiating factor in your application, mm -hmm. yeah. um, that's probably a, something, to, something to keep in mind. Um, yeah, I'd probably just say, like, there isn't a particular focus either on having legal experience before you apply to a law firm. Yeah. So, um, like, things like, you know, retail experience or hospitality experience is still very valid and any volunteering that people do. Um, mm -hmm. Hobbies as well, I think, is something that the partners will tend to ask you about in the interview because I want to make sure that you are a person. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that, you know, you like, like to do your hobbies do? It's like mooting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, you know, like maybe you play an instrument or maybe you play like sports. Mine was doing jigsaw puzzles. Oh, so yeah. like, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, mind blowing stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's mostly just like making sure that you, you are well-rounded. Yeah. yeah. From the, from the partner's point of view, when they're going into that interview, they'll, you know, they'll be looking at you, they look at your application ahead of time and then they'll be looking over it again before mm. the interview. It's a bit of a refresher. So just having something on there that they can pick out and say, oh, give anyone a hard time or anything right yeah. like they're, they're probably feeling a bit nervous and uncomfortable as well and if, yeah. there's, if there's something in the application that they can pick out and go oh, this will be a good sort of icebreaker topic I'll ask them about this I'll ask them about that yeah. um, yes. giving them that sort of thing I think would be really helpful yeah okay cool so what for you personally what do you think was um, one of like the best experiences you had during your clerkship at A&O I think mine was probably just like having an opportunity to sort of interact with um, and like speak to and work for like some quite senior people at the firm. Like you had some um, sort of direct experience working with partners mm, and, yeah. and doing stuff for them and those sort of things that I didn't really expect was going to be the case going in. I thought mm. it would be very much, you know, you're the clerk, you'll do some work for the junior lawyer who will do some work for the yeah. senior associate who will then go and speak to the partner. Yeah, um, just doing filing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you no, come in, was... you've been relegated to scanning. <laughs> Exactly. Um, but no, but it was nothing like that. You know, you're sort of, you'll be speaking to the partner about work in their office, talking to them about stuff, those mm. sort of things. Um, so that was really good. And then also like the, you know, that's kind of the same point, but like even just the social events that you get to you right. go to yeah. and speaking, you know, the, the same sort of point about, you know, speaking to those sort of people and, um, but in a, in a social context, I mm. guess, um, was something that I thought was really good. Yep. We have the, um, croquet event that we that we usually <laughs> run um so yeah. that'll be <laughs> keeping on going and we also i think had during my clerkship we had a table tennis tournament uh, um, yes. i've got a cool. table tennis table in our break room okay so, um, yeah. and so did you so, win yeah, i didn't win no <laughs> <laughs> but still got a job so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
You hear, heard it here first, you know, table, yeah. <laughs> table tennis isn't required as a skill to work here. Um, so what is the actual layout then of the clerkship, I guess, the structure of coming in? Like, how long does it go for? Is it for a week? Or what yeah. is that actual process functionally like? Yeah, so it's three weeks long. I think at the moment they're looking at a January slash February um, time period. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you normally come in and do like a day, a day and a half of training, which is mm. just get to know the firm. Kind of you'll hear from each partner on what they do in their teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get a very holistic view of everything and then you do you know your IT training um those types of things and then you are allocated a buddy which is normally a grad or a junior lawyer and then also a mentor or supervising lawyer who's mm-hmm. like yeah. a, either like a partner or a senior associate or counsel um mm-hmm. so that's kind of like your mini team so you kind of get through you know halfway of week one you get into your teams um and you basically kind of just get started so yeah. um your team will integrate you in as an extra person I guess so sometimes you'll work with your buddy sometimes you'll work with the partner sometimes you'll work with um like people from other teams as well depending on how much crossover is going on um and then there just tends to be a few like social events um peppered throughout and you get the opportunity to meet other people as well so I think this year there was a walk so a breakfast Mm -hmm. walk in the morning up to King's Park where then everyone just had breakfast we had a Associate social. It's a nice walk, or was it like up Jacob's ladder? Let <laughs> 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 me clarify. Do I need to be like? <laughs> it was. It wasn't up Jacob's ladder, but it was up some steps that were like you know probably a bit too aggressive for like seven forty-five in the yeah. morning or whatever yeah, it was. was but you know we. <laughs> yeah, we, we had a bacon and egg roll and a coffee at the end of it, so uh, yeah, it's yeah, probably, so probably worth it. It's okay. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, then we also have an associate social, which mm-hmm. is just. Um, like everyone that's below partners mm-hmm. so is yeah. a bit more relaxed. Right. Kind of okay. like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we just like grab drinks um, and food. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think. And we were meant to have croquet, but. Did we, we did do croquet. I was sick. Oh, but they no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what is, I guess, in terms of teams, sorry, maybe missed before, do you rotate through teams at all during your clerkship? Is that... Or is no. that just a grad position thing? Yeah, no. no. Okay. So in, during the clerkship, it's just three weeks and you just yeah. do in one team. Okay. Um, yeah. there, I mean, there is quite a lot of crossover sort of naturally between some of our teams. Um, yes. And also if there was a, you know, if there was a clerk who came in and sat in the um, corporate team but was interested in doing some banking work, then that could definitely be sort of arranged during the class yeah. because yeah. of stuff they wanted to do. Um, but generally, it's, yeah, you just, you, it's three weeks, you come in, as Elena said, you probably lose the first day or two to sort of training and those yeah. sort of things um, and then just get stuck in after that. Um, and then it's in the graduate program that okay. you sort of do the rotation. rotations. Um, and so you do sort of either two or three, you can kind of choose yeah. for a bit flexible, um, mm-hmm. so six-month rotations. Um, so Helena and myself both just did two and then settled, but if, mm-hmm. you, if you wanted to do a third one, you could. Yeah. Um, the firm's sort of pretty supportive of that. Cool. So. Right. So yeah. I would say I've got two questions off that. Firstly, how many like clerkship positions does the firm usually give out? And then secondly, do you nominate kind of what teams you want to work for during your clerkship or does the, um, the firm just randomly allocate it? Um, no, so you you nominate what um, teams you want to go into, and then I think it's sort of it's kind of just dependent on how how busy things are in different teams. I think the partners sort of leave it to to you know the week before or maybe two weeks before to work out exactly who's going to go where. Yeah. Um, which is just because sort of 
you know, we're, we're pretty keen to, to get people involved and to, mm, if, there's, yeah. if there's a particular team that's quite busy, then maybe we'll send a few more clerks there because that kind of just makes sense, right? From a business yeah. sense, yeah. It, it makes sense for those teams to have some extra people and also from a clerk's point of view, you'd, be, you'd much prefer to be sort of going in and, and being a bit busy and making sure there's, yeah. there's stuff mm-hmm. to do um, rather than being in a quieter team. Um, yeah. But no, so you put your preferences in and then they sort of um, allocate it based on those. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And sorry, maybe just in terms of the amount of clerkships that they hand out. I don't know if there's an exact figure, but do you know roughly how many of you sort of all rolled in at one time? Yeah, there's not an exact amount that they yeah. say that they have to take no, each yeah. year. Yeah. Um, so in terms of what happens next year, we're not mm. sure. Uh, but this just this January had eight. Oh, okay, so. cool. Right, yeah. Oh, cool. And so what were your day-to-day responsibilities of being a law clerk obviously if you didn't have any experience before in a any sort of legal firm or whatnot what was it like I guess coming in and doing that and what sort of responsibilities did you have yeah it's very similar to being a grad to be honest so you're basically treated as a grad um and as a like a permanent person in the team so they don't just say oh you know you're here for three weeks and then (laughs) yeah so yeah (laughs) yeah so it does like it does vary between team to Mm -hmm. team um so when I clerked I clerked in corporate Mm-hmm. As when I found that there are definitely like similar things I've done mm-hmm. as a clerk and as a grad, but it'll range from things like research, so client advice, um, client memos, um, to things like you know drafting some actual legal documentation. Like you can often get the first goal at doing that, and then you'll get some feedback from right. like your supervisor on how to fix it um, yeah. and things like that. And then I had um, some pro bono work peppered in, so helped out with a charity to update their constitution, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then also some. BD work as well so we do a few like client trainings and client like yeah. talks so I think we did one um on kind of market trends um right. in, like, okay. the industry and stuff so oh. you kind of get to see a bit of everything it yeah. does depend on what team you're in it also depends on kind of the time that you come in and what's happening mm. in the team but it's very much just kind of they treat you as if you're a grad um right. yeah you get to the whole hog yeah cool and what was it like I guess coming out of uni environment of normal study and then actually going into being like oh this is not just a memo for an assignment like this is something like genuine you know what was that process like was it scary at all or yeah I think I think it's a little bit scary but you know you, you sort of you've always got the comfort of knowing that like someone's going to be looking over your work um mm. it's not going to you know whether you're a clerk or a grad you're never left in a position where like you know you're there late at night and no one else is there and you're yeah. going to have to send this thing out and it's mm. going to have to all be right right like you're yeah you're always sort of there's always someone there that you're doing some work for that you can ask some questions for yeah um which um which is obviously nice um yeah. Yeah. So do you think doing a clerkship is necessary for getting a graduate position or are there any other pathways as a law student to get into a law firm? Yeah, it's it's not like the be all and end all. I think it's very helpful to have clerkship experience. I know yeah. um, in terms of like firms hiring practices, they often do pull from their clerks first yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they do go to market if, you know, there are spots still available afterwards or if that's, you know, part of their process okay. that they do um, look at afterwards. Yeah. Um, like there are definitely firms that don't do clerkships that mm. you can go to afterwards and there's also firms that do do clerkships that you can also apply to as well. Yes. So yeah. in terms of like it's helpful to have the experience just for yourself, I think like for your self-confidence, but yeah. it's not like the end of the world if you don't have clerkship experience and applying for jobs. Yeah. And I guess then what advice would you give to students who are currently applying for clerkships if you have any sort of, you know, broad strokes advice for them? 
Um, I guess probably what we spoke about before about like, you know, there's no one's really expecting you to know specific details mm, about things, yeah. be it about the firm or about um, the you know particular area of law that we work in. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to sort of demonstrate some sort of understanding of, you know, generally what it is mm, that we do yeah. at A&O yeah. and whether that's, you know, hopefully the, a few things from this podcast that mm-hmm. maybe people yeah. have picked up yeah. or just from, you know, a general little bit of a poke around on the internet, those sort yeah. of things, you know, mm-hmm. you don't need to spend hours and hours, but just sort of demonstrating that there's that there's some reason why you're sort of interested in mm-hmm. A&O yeah. um, is probably the, the biggest tip, I would say. Right, cool. Yeah, and I'd probably just say kind of if you have the chance to refresh your own memory of what you put in your online application before you go into any interview is mm. normally quite helpful because yeah. sometimes they will just ask you the same questions or like refer to a specific answer that you gave and ask why you gave it yeah. um, if you at least know what you put on the paper. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and then finally I would say, do you have any advice you'd give to your younger selves either while you were at uni or when you started as a grad here? I'll probably just say that, mm. you know, partners are people too. <laughs> You kind of walk into the interview and you expect them to be like quite scary and intimidating, yeah. but yeah. at the end of the day, like, they're just people who are more experienced than you are and yeah. you know have expertise, but are still kind of you know learning as they go as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, most partners are really nice and they're just there to kind of like help you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything else from you? No, I think I was just going to sort of mirror what I said before about not. Um, not needing to have the underlying knowledge. I think yeah. when I went through the process, I was probably quite worried about that. I okay, thought that yeah. it was going to be very much a, um, sort of trying to pick out what I know and what I'd studied and what I learned, but it's not really about that. It's just sort of a general understanding yeah, of what's yeah. going on. Yeah. yeah, cool. All right, we want to thank you so much for your time today then and all the insight you're able to provide everyone. Then it was yeah. uh, a pleasure talking to you yeah, both. Thank you. Thanks no for having us. Thanks very much and good luck to everyone who's going through the process. Thanks to our presenting sponsors, College of Law and Allen and Overy. Follow Murdoch Student Law Society on Instagram and Facebook to stay up to date on our next episodes. We wish to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the land of the Wajuk people of the Noongar Nation and pay our respect to elders past and present. We respect the knowledge and laws that traditional elders and Aboriginal people in this place hold and pass on from generation to generation. We'd also like to acknowledge the country that you are listening on and pay our respect to any other Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander people that are listening today.